Parties, episode 163 from the Las Vegas Review Journal, brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Ryan Smith, and with me as always, my co-host, Lucas Egan. Lucas, how are you, my friend? You were solo dolo last week. Fantastic interview. Uh, how was your weekend? How have you been, my friend? My weekend was good. First of all, happy Pokemon Day, everybody. Woo! The day that we're recording this on Monday. Uh, so yay to that anniversary. Ryan, I'm glad you're feeling better and back. Uh, I am... I am still in the midst of a ton of events. There's one more. This week is the Casino Esports Conference. Yeah. Uh, so the day that this episode released is the last day. So uh, I am hanging on. <laughs> I am ready yeah. to rest after this. But I am doing well. We've had a lot of fun. Ryan, we didn't even get a chance to discuss on the show yet. Uh, but we both had a great time at Level Up. But how was that experience yes. for you, my friend? How are you doing? Good, good. Feeling way better than I was. Uh, like you had mentioned, I, I got under the weather. Our whole family caught a bug. It was rough. Uh, everybody's under recovery. I'm feeling much better now. But yeah, like you're saying, Level Up was an amazing experience. Uh, just getting to see people that we had had on the show, like Roger Craig Smith. I finally got my redemption from when I biffed his name on my stream when he came through and I mistook him for Roger Clark. So, and, and all fun. It was great seeing everybody there. And being able to share the stage with such legendary actors, um, the 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 crowds and the folks that came, they had amazing questions. Uh, overall, that was a fantastic experience. I hope everybody had fun at Level Up. Other than that, though, like like you said, I, I've just been kind of on the the rebound and resting. We got some cleaning done. Played a little bit. I got back into Stranded Alien Dawn. I was closing out, uh, which we're going to talk a little bit about it. Closing out my stuff for Destiny 2. As of right now, the servers are down. They're going to be down for 24 hours. So the next time we play Destiny 2, it'll be in the Lightfall infrastructure. So I'm really, really pumped about that. But uh, uh, we got a great show today, though. And, and there's a lot going on, dude. I, obviously, you are the Pokemon master. So I'm going to let you take it away. <laughs> so we did get a little Pokemon Direct with, with a couple of announcements. I'm going to save my favorite for last. Uh, but we got a peek at a new Netflix show called Pokemon Con concierge which uh is using stop motion animation so totally different for this universe uh i i honestly i have no idea about the show yet because it was just a, a super quick teaser uh but mm. stop motion animation is always beautiful, so uh, I'm willing to give it a chance, and it's something kind of different for this uh, universe. We got some DLC for Scarlet and Violet, uh, some updates on Pokemon Cafe Remix and Pokemon Unite. Uh, randomly, they <laughs> updated us on Pokemon Sleep, which is not out yet, but uh, that's always a little weird to me. But you know what? Mm. To some people, that that will work. The the highlight, the clear highlight for me, though, Ryan, and they mm. can just take all my money right now for this. We are re-releasing <laughs> the original Pokemon trading card game set. Interesting. They don't have a release date other than later this year. Sadly, and and probably scarily for me, pricing was not announced. But <laughs> I will say this. I am just going to jump into it. Like, I already know I'm going to get it. Maybe if it comes out around Christmas, uh, Amanda, if you're listening, that'd be a great Christmas present then if it comes out later this year. <laughs> so I'm just going to buy it. Like, let's just, let's just be honest. The nostalgia is real there, Ryan. I, oh my goodness. I'm going to buy all of them. I am. So let me, let me ask you, as somebody that's not as familiar with Pokemon, what does that mean in terms of, is that more for just, 
the collectors or is that something that then you could take and use do people sit down and actually play the card game oh they do like so there is a very big community that plays the card game uh i honestly was always one that just collected the cards but uh Mm. this is this was described as a way to be an all-in-one way to play the trading card game uh so for people who Mm. want to play or already play uh they will be able to use these cards in tournament play and whatnot uh honestly i just want the set like (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh the the genius probably about pokemon's marketing is that uh that gotta catch them all definitely lends itself to collecting the cards even if you never play a single game so i am ready for it ryan also uh if you want to jump on the bandwagon that that's this sounds like a good set to get ready for what are you talking about dude i've got i've got uh, i've i'm already behind on so much stuff (laughs) as is this is really excited here's the thing i may not be into pokemon but I'm always I'm 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 a huge fan of things like this where they especially for the fans where they go out and they build like multiple things and they've been doing it you know what I mean like over the last couple of years you know having multiple games that are coming out or multiple different things that they're working on the stop motion uh uh video that you're talking about uh I don't know I I you know that that looks <laughs> that looks like it would be really cool. Uh, I think that's a, a great way of being able to pull in uh, this uh, a newer audience as well. Um, I, I feel like you don't see a lot of stop motion. Stop motion is super intensive right. uh, when it comes to the labor of putting something like that together. So the fact that they're putting that kind of time and effort into something, I imagine it's going to be pretty solid. Do you know? Uh, well, they, you said that they haven't said anything about it, but they say that all this stuff is supposed to come out this year. Yes. Yeah. So no, so no, um, no official like release dates. I guess Pokemon Concierge just says coming soon, but most of the stuff is this year. Okay. That's yeah. That that's a lot. That is a lot between games, uh, different IPs, Pokemon Go, uh, which we didn't. I, I don't know if you mentioned, but uh, the tour that was in town here a couple weeks ago. Uh, now that was that was a lot of fun. I got out there. There are so many people. I've never seen more people walking <laughs> around looking down at their phones in my entire life. And if you went there, it was at Sunset Park. If you went, like it was a big mistake. Parking was was ridiculous it took me a good 45 minutes just to find a parking spot but like literally if you went into the park you're like kind of weaving through and there's just people on both sides just looking down at their phones but everybody was being safe like clearly you could tell that they were used to this so i think folks had a great time out there uh that was a lot of fun as well so there's just so much going on in the pokemon community and i love the fact that they just they just keep pushing out more and more. And not only that, but they've brought it into um, this new age of gaming and, and technology. They're not just bringing back old stuff. You know, right. they're also coming out with new things. They're testing out their boundaries uh, like uh, Arceus. You know, that was a different style of game than that they had produced before uh, in terms of it. So I love the fact that they this, this IP is... It ain't going away. It ain't going nowhere. There's plenty to do, and they are celebrating because it's also an anniversary year too, right? This is or this was is, it last year? No, last year was the was the bigger one when they. But okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I will. Yeah, I will yeah. say this, and this is. I have no basis in fact for this. This is just a gut feeling. But <laughs> when they re-release the original card game set, 
That sounds like an awfully good time to drop red and blue on Nintendo Online since they're bringing Game Boy games to Nintendo Online. So, uh, that's my theory. That would be... I can't imagine that we wouldn't start seeing some of those older IPs pop up in there. I would love that. I, I think that'd be a great opportunity to really expose people to some of the older games, their original IPs that they came out with. And that's only going to increase and make folks want to go in and play the newer stuff that they're doing. So I think that would be a smart move, but I don't know. Nintendo does what they want. <laughs> so I'm just like, I, I just sit back and, and wait to see what they're going to give us but they give us a lot and i love the fact that this is on the heel of i mean it was less than a month that we got that first direct too so for them to not only have that direct but then have this which was specific to pokemon and it was really concise too i think it was only about 25 minutes uh, right. in totality so that's one thing I love about Nintendo, their directs. They are very to the point. They don't have a bunch of filler stuff. They're like, here's what you're going to get this year or, or or today or here in a couple of months. Um, so I always have a great appreciation for how Nintendo goes about getting their, their information out to folks, being able to give people a reason to be excited, not only on that day for from hot drops and things like that, but just for folks to be like, hey, here's what's coming in the next couple of months or this year and beyond. And this is specific just to Pokemon. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, I, I know there's a lot there that, that fans are probably really, really excited about. It is, yeah. You're right, Ryan. We've talked about this before. They really have that formula down, and they really have a good mix of games that are coming out in the near future and giving us those couple teases to things down the road. But, Ryan, speaking of Nintendo, uh, you have some news that uh, the the Xbox PlayStation stuff just keeps getting juicier. <laughs> with uh, And this one has to do with Call of Duty. So, Ryan, why don't you uh, uh, fill us in? Yeah, so this shouldn't be... Uh, I'm, I'm conflicted by this. So it was announced. Uh, Microsoft said that they are, are making a or would like to make a 10 year commitment with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty, the Call of Duty IP to Nintendo, the Switch, whatever they have uh, that's out. And <laughs> it's funny to me because, number one, if you've been following along this whole thing, we know that the, uh, the uh, FTC just got involved. They've got a lawsuit. And essentially what they're saying is that if Microsoft were to own Activision Blizzard, specifically Call of Duty, they would essentially have a monopoly over the system or they would they would not not a monopoly. I'm sorry. They would have too much power and too much control with that one IP. So this is like a good fate, like attempt that, hey, look, guys, we're not only not only are we going to keep it open to everybody, we're going to expand it. We're making a 10 year commitment with Nintendo right now. If you give us this IP. Uh, so, I mean, I, I see where they're coming from. I see exactly why they're doing this. This is the butter them up. You gotta butter them up. You gotta butter them up. Come on now. You don't need to sue us. Just give us just just let us have it. Let us have it. Smart move on their part. Here's where I'm conflicted. Nintendo's online infrastructure, we've discussed it many times. It's not the greatest. Nope. How in the world are you going to get a smooth experience with Call of Duty? Now, now, now follow me here. 
I know that some people might maybe think, well, well, you can play Call of Duty on mobile, and you know they have mobile games, but it's not the full game. It is mm-hmm. a game. It's a Call of Duty game specifically built for mobile. What they're proposing, or what how I'm taking it, is that they want to bring the actual game, multiplayer, Warzone, the campaign, to the Switch. I can't see Nintendo's online infrastructure being able to support that in any kind of reasonable fashion. Not only that, but this game is also crossplay. So now everybody else may then get sucked into this, especially if you're playing with somebody that that uh, has a Switch. I don't know what that does to you know what that would do to the servers or the online experience for right. uh, for other folks. I just don't see how this would be possible. I, I, I love. I, I think it's a. I mean, hey, smart plan on their part, yo, I, yo. We're gonna, we're gonna lay it out on the table right now. We are willing to commit with Nintendo to bring this series. We are looking to open, expand. We're not looking to lock it down. What are you talking about? Um, smart, smart on their part. Uh huh. I just think this would run like trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let, okay. Let, let me start by saying, if you're a Nintendo fan, you just got to be like laughing right now, because if there's like, if there's potentially a winner in all this, Nintendo's just like, yeah, sure. Come on, Microsoft. Like, let's, <laughs> let's share more. Like, so like, it's funny to me. Cause like, like between Minecraft and everything, like, like just kind of, out of nowhere or over time, I would say Microsoft and Nintendo are playing nice on a lot of different IPs. So that's kind yeah. of cool to see. You're right, Ryan. I don't see how this would run it smoothly uh, in, a, in <laughs> or in a manner that you would want to play it on a Nintendo system. Uh, that's been right. the case on like every Nintendo system that even when Call of Duties were available on the Wii or the Wii U, like they were never mm-hmm. the preferred platform to play those games on. Uh, so right. it makes you wonder. Uh, let me let me bring out my tinfoil hat a little bit. I will say this: the current Nintendo Switch hardware, I don't see being able to run Call of Duty smoothly. Right? Does this mean? Does this mean a Switch Two, a Switch Pro, the next Switch, mm. whatever they're going to call it? Is that close to being on the horizon? You would think that it has to be if Call of Duty is going to come as a fully fledged Call of Duty title to Nintendo. Right? There's no way mm-hmm. this current system can do that. There's no way. So right. Unless there's a new system coming out, this is this is a great idea in theory that would probably do, be terrible in execution. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. That's the only way is if there's something already in development that would be able to handle this game. We do have to keep in mind, though, and I, did, I just thought about this. I'm pretty sure Overwatch is on Switch, right? It is. So... I don't know how that works. I, I I can honestly say I've never seen anybody in a lobby with a Nintendo <laughs> next to them. So I don't know because that game is cross-play as well. But I've never seen anybody. I don't even know what the experience on Switch would be like. It'd be I, I feel like it'd be terrible. I would not want to play a game like that on Switch. Number two, we're, we're I, I feel like we're pretty in tune or at least know what Nintendo's demographic is who they aim uh, to capture and to get their games. This seems off brand as well. This is not the type of game that Nintendo is actively looking to produce or get because they're geared more towards kids. Right. Clearly, we know that this game is a a violent shoot 'em up. Kids are not going to be playing this game. 
You know what I'm saying? So this yep. is specific. This would be specific to adults or at least, uh, you know, teenagers and, and up. So I, I don't know. It just seems like a, it, it seems like it would be a weird fit. It seems like it would be forced if they were to do that. But I mean, again, Nintendo's like, yo, we don't lose in this regardless. Right. We'll take it. Right. You know, so interest, interesting play on them that to even move forward and say, yeah, we'll, we'll do it because it, it doesn't, it, it feels very off brand for Nintendo. It does. Uh, I, I will say Nintendo side is probably a win-win anyway, though. Uh, mm. Nintendo's knock in the past has always been, oh, you never get the big third-party games. Well, if all of a sudden right. they can say, hey, we have Call of Duty, even if it's not a great experience, they can still put on their, their sheet, you know, look what we have the time now. So yeah. uh, for them, I can see that. Uh, I, th- the other thing that that kind of interests me is if Nintendo had to create a more powerful system to meet Call of Duty, then all of a sudden they're entering into the horsepower race, which has not been their MO at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they they zig when everyone else zags, right? So that would right. kind of require a difference in thinking. So that would be interesting to see, because I'm not sure Nintendo would want to do that anyway, like to, to really create a system to get the most out of Call of Duty because that's not been their focus Uh for years now yeah yeah i can't imagine them doing something specific to this i think another interesting uh this is complete speculation but what if with this and and this commitment what if we started seeing the possibility of nintendo games coming to microsoft that would be nuts that would i can't see it happening but wouldn't that be something if they did, if they start slowly started like, okay, you can have, you know, whatever IPs or, or you can, you can bring this over and we'll, we'll do like a test run or something like that. Like that would be interesting. I don't see it happening, uh, but it'd be a lot cooler if it did. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems unlikely to me. However, we are seeing Nintendo expand with movies and theme parks. And so maybe they're slowly opening up uh, the doors again to, to that kind of collaboration. I will say, this is the other funny part to me, because up until this point, Nintendo's like, nope, our characters are our characters. So with mm-hmm. the Microsoft deal, Microsoft's like sharing and sharing and sharing. Nintendo still does like, and we're sitting on Mario still. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be yours. You can never touch them. <laughs> Good stuff. I'm curious to see what this looks like. Um, I mean, I know it's a 10-year agreement or a commitment that they've made like i don't know specifically like when does that start does that start this year does that start next year well um, are we already into it of course that would be dependent on getting that whole deal approved right right yeah, yeah that's right oh yeah that's right that's that's the whole big uh thing they have to actually own that <laughs> they are they're just talking in hopes that they get it and then they they will work out the details or whatever so this is purely a play of hey look at us we're we're looking to expand it we don't want to close games off we want to expand it to everybody so that that's the only move the only play that they can make with that because that's the biggest caveat i guess of this right now is the fact that they're saying that i that call of duty is such a big ip if microsoft owned activision mm-hmm. blizzard they would have too much power in the market uh solely on that ip alone so it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to to see if that does come to fruition i i would be curious to see what that looks like and how that runs um 
moving forward. But definitely an interesting thing and, and, and smart play on Microsoft's part. Oh, for sure. Now, Ryan, we have a, a special interview to share with you guys. Uh, in the midst of these million events that have been going on the past couple <laughs> weeks, uh, I went out to Dice for a couple days at Resorts World uh, in, out here in Las Vegas, and I talked to Jake Zim, the senior VP of Sony Pictures Virtual Reality, and we talked a little bit about PSVR 2, uh, some of the games that are coming out, and what the future may hold about the uh, intersection of movies and, and TV shows and gaming and what that could look like on vr so here's that interview guys i hope you enjoy it and we'll catch you on the other side if you love listening to us here on land parties what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show and there's no better place to host than blue wire hustle Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On And on top of that... We'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team or game, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com join. Welcome back. Before we get going, I know there's a topic that you are just dying to talk about. (laughs) Yo, if you guys at this point in time of release, Destiny 2 Lightfall is out as we're talking about it. And my my eyes are probably tired bags i played it all day yesterday that is the plan lightfall is finally here and i i'm just so so i'm i'm pumped don't get me wrong i'm super pumped especially story-wise the story has been absolutely amazing we Uh are coming to the culmination of a 10-year story that started with destiny one um this is really exciting. It, I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm totally going to cry. I'm going to cry like a baby. I already know it. <laughs> but it's so good. Um, there's a lot of changes that they're bringing to this. I know there's PvP changes. Um, there's changes to being able to craft mods. There's a lot that that went, that's going to be changing from how it was previously. I went through uh, Sunday night because there's actually a 24-hour downtime period for this, which I think is smart. They're looking to iron out any kind of server issues, uh, uh-huh. things like that. We know that we're going to be on a new planet. Um, there, there is a lot. There's big story implications in this game. We're getting a whole new subclass in Strand uh, that's going to be coming to the game as well. So there is no better time to get into this and there's some fantastic youtube video i made my family sit down and watch like a four-hour youtube video <laughs> on the story 
on the story because it's such a good story and there's some great lore tellers uh such as bife um that i, I love i love watching his videos um but this is this is gonna be huge there's so much they're, they're changing so much hopefully maybe we'll get some new pvp maps the part that makes me a little sad though is that this is gonna be the biggest thing until the final shape comes out, which is next year, which is the last. Um, that is the end of the light and dark saga uh, for Destiny 2. So this is going to be huge. I, I am very pumped. Obviously, I already got the, the annual pass and, and all that stuff because I, I, I'm back on the on the bungee take my money train. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, like I, I, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I, this is this is going to be huge. This is going to be huge. I will give them credit. Back when uh, Destiny 1 came out, you know, mm -hmm. th they were talking about how they had like a 10 year plan. And I, mm -hmm. I just remember thinking, I'm like, sure, you guys do. Like, <laughs> just, right, just right. like what game thinks 10 years in advance when you don't even know if the first one's going to hit. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. uh, but now 10 years later to see them in their, their kind of final stages here uh, for this, mm -hmm. at least this particular saga, like, I guess kudos to them, man. I guess they really did have their ducks in a row uh, for a ten-year plan, which is which is crazy in today's world to have a game uh, think that far ahead and and be ready to execute it and improve along the way. That's the other thing about right. this game that I've always respected was they they got off to a a it wasn't a bad start. I would just say a a not as great start uh, mm -hmm. as people wanted, and they've just steadily made rough. good on it. Yeah. No, it was it was absolutely rough. And the other dude, there's so many nuances to this. So there was a final mission for this last season, season of the Seraph. And this is spoilers for anybody uh, that does play the game that hasn't. If you haven't, then then it's already too late because the <laughs> yeah. the servers are down right now. You're like, doing them a favor at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So in the final mission, essentially Rasputin. Um, gives up his own life for humanity this is the the war mind the ai that anna bray uh had taught and um you know so we get a bit of humanity out of that we see the pyramids come in and then there's this shot of the traveler leaving earth and and starting to, to float off into space to, to dip out what was beautiful about that is that when you turned or it turns and you realize that the original Destiny, uh, like, uh, um, not splash screen, but like art, uh, -huh. uh for Destiny 1 was, it was the same shot, dude. Oh, it was man. the same shot from Destiny 1. We got to watch it happen in real time, dude. Wow. It was glorious. It was to, to have a callback like that was amazing. So it's like this. So from, from the get go, it was showing us what was going to happen at some point in time along the story. We find out nine years later, we get that exact shot from the cover of Destiny 1, dude. It was absolutely beautiful. What they've done crafting this story, interconnecting all these different different uh, uh, people and, and the things that are happening along the way, like, I, I've never personally experienced anything like it. This is my first time really digging into a game, especially for this long. I don't, I don't know that I've ever played an active game this long. And then I had my, I had my moments with, with Bungie and destiny and I walked away from them. 
<laughs> I said, you're done. You ain't getting my money no more after Curse of Osiris. I was very upset. Um, <laughs> they brought me back in. I came back in the Shadow Keep. I've been back uh, since then. So this is fantastic. I had to talk about it. Like I said, when this is when you guys are listening to this, I will actively be playing Lightfall. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Fantastic. Really excited about that. Uh, I hope people are, are enjoying it uh, as well. So, anyway, that's all we got today. Yo, don't forget, hit us up on the tweeters at Land Parties Pod, at Lucas Hagen, or at Smitty2447. We hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. And you know what it is. We love your faces. Yeah.